When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Tar Heel Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Holding Court with Courtney Banghart. Presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics. Also brought to you in part by the Carolina Club, your social and business club in Chapel Hill, and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. Here's your host, Matt Krause. And we welcome you to this January 18th, 2022 edition of Holding Court with Courtney Banghart, where we talk all things Carolina women's basketball with the head coach of the program herself. My name is Matt Kraus, radio play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels, Carolina number 20 in the country in this week's AP poll. That's despite a loss in the lone game this past week, a 70-65 to setback against then number 20 Notre Dame on Sunday, a game that was pretty statistically even, but the Irish squeak out the home court win a game between two pretty evenly matched ACC teams. So, coaches, you've gone back, reflected on the game, and studied it. What stands out? You know, our kids really play hard, as you know. Um, it was great to see them battle. We had to play a different way, given um, with Eva's absence. We felt like our rotation was going to be a little bit shorter. Um, and, you know, we knew we were going to see a lot of zone and just the whole thing. So everything was a little bit different. And to see that our guys just really battled consistently and didn't let uh, any sort of adversity de- derail them was, was great. Yeah, the major headline out of that game was the fact that Eva Hodgson was unavailable due to COVID protocols, missing 11.2 points per game off of your bench. So from what you're allowed to say, what's the update on Eva and her progress and availability moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're we're kind of doing what every program does, right, which is ensure that the protocols are in place to protect her, but also to protect everybody else. Um, and so, you know, we'll have to we'll have to make sure that um, that we, she has to get through the protocol, not only for her own health, but for those of those around her. Um, and so, you know, me not being a doctor, I sort of stay out of it. I always say this, I coach the kids that are inside the lines. 
When in the preparation process leading up to Sunday's game, did you know that you were going to need to play all that zone and how did that preparation process go? Yeah, it was a challenge. You know, we didn't know until the day before after all of our practice prep was done, because as you know, it's an off week. So we had extra practice days, um, you know, but we got a lot of game reps at playing zone, which will make us better in the long run. Um, and so in a lot of ways, that was a real positive. Um, and there was a lot of things we can learn from, which we, which we did. Um, so, you know, there was, you know, and obviously each player kind of stepped up and did a little bit something different. So there were a lot of good takeaways, regardless of the result. You mentioned post game that the biggest problem perhaps though, was the need for a little bit more offense. Why was that end of the floor, perhaps not effect as effective as it needed to be? Well, I mean, you're losing, you, you lost 11, you lost our third leading scorer. Right. And so that clearly is uh that's points you got to make up. Um, and then you're playing against a zone that's really going to force you to, you know, the biggest holes in zones are in, outside the arc. Um, and we also, she's also our best statistical three-point shooter. So you've got a quick release, high accuracy shooter, um, and someone who's consistently scoring in double figures. It's no longer, it wasn't on the roster that day. Um, and so that's kind of a double whammy against a team like that. And in trying to make up for that loss, you challenged Carly Littlefield at halftime to shoot the ball more. And she hit more threes in the second half than she did in the previous five games combined. So how can Sunday, specifically that second half, be a spark for her going forward? You know, it's just Carly is is such a, a great player and, and a great uh, competitor. And, you know, she's she's most comfortable facilitating um, and, and allowing her doggedness to, to help the team kind of be the engine. Um, and, you know, for her development and for our teams, she part of that is is she's got to be a little bit more shot ready and shot willing. Um, and that's that's a big shift for her. That's outside of her comfort zone. Um, and she's really done a good job. At, at she, you know, at halftime decided that that was what the team needed. And yeah, so you better believe, you know, today, you know, even in practices, she's just she knows how important it is and is, is really making a good shift there. How did Ali Zelaya's effort on Sunday personify that next player up mentality that you really stress with your team? You know, it's, it's great. I actually met with the sophomores um, earlier today, and I just had them all in, in one room uh, in my office. And we talked about, I told them how proud I was of them. Um, I say, I'd say it to the media all the time. I don't say it to you as much, um, just in terms of how, how much you guys have grown, right? And how you've gotten gone through the necessary freshman adversity steps um, and how, how they went through it and how it brought them closer to the program and each other uh, when it could have done the opposite. And it often does. Um, and so Allie's just one of those pieces that just has put the time in and she's, she's, dig, she's dug her heels in and, and decided that this was important um, and, and she gets better and better every day. And so it's not a surprise to us that she's, um, that she's, that she's getting some results from all of her hard work. Talking with the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, on her show, Holding Courts with Courtney Banghart. And we'll put that Notre Dame game to rest. We'll talk about some other fun topics on the flip side of our first break. The presenting sponsor of Holding Court with Courtney Banghart is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, we resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to empower future leaders. More Carolina women's basketball talk after this from Learfield. We welcome you back to Holding Courts. Time now to tell you about the Carolina Club. It's your social membership club in Chapel Hill and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The club offers exceptional dining. It's got an unbeatable location for UNC sporting events, a full calendar of social, business, family, and community affairs, and access to the club network of over 200 private clubs. You don't even have to be a UNC alum. Everyone is welcome at the Carolina Club. Please visit carolina-club.com to learn more about your club at Carolina. We'll be rejoined by the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, in just a moment. 
But for now, Matt Krause back with you. Let's check on some of the statistical leaders for the Tar Heels with the season right around its midpoint. Deja Kelly is the team's leading scorer, 17.9 points per game. That ranks her third in the ACC as of Tuesday afternoon. Just behind her in scoring with 13.9 points per game is Alyssa Usby. That is good for ninth on the ACC scoring chart. Usby's also the team's leader in rebounds, 8.8 per game for Alyssa. That puts her third in the ACC, so Usby is one of just three players and the only non-center joining Virginia Tech's Elizabeth Kitley and NC State's Elisa Kinane to rank in the top 10 in the ACC in both scoring and rebounding. Speaking of rebounding, Anya Poole's 7.5 boards per game, 7th best in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Okay, just a moment ago, we promoted the Carolina Club, and I know many of you out there that listen to this program have inquired about when the show will return in person to the Carolina Club at the lunch hour. Unfortunately, the in-person shows remain suspended indefinitely due to the ongoing situation involving the pandemic. Rest assured that when it is safe to do so, whether that's later this season or perhaps the start of next season, we will return in person to the Carolina Club. We'll get back there and be back with all of our loyal fans that love to come out and show their support for Carolina women's basketball. But in the meantime, we will continue to record remotely each and every week to bring you a new episode of Holding Court with Courtney Banghart and great guests like Ariel Young, who you'll hear from in our next segment, the Carolina Redshirt Junior Guard. So no holding courts at the Carolina Club at the moment, but rest assured, we will be back. Speaking of being back places, Carolina is back at home Thursday night to take on Virginia. 6 o'clock p.m. the tip. More on that game in our final segment. And then on Sunday, Tar Heels head off to number 18, Georgia Tech, for a noon tip. So a second consecutive ranked-on-ranked Sunday showdown on the docket for the Tar Heels. Coach, we have a listener question. It comes from Dennis Goss. He sends in great questions every week. And promise, we're not trying to get you in trouble here. I know you can answer something like this diplomatically. So he asks, if you run into a situation where the officiating crew has lopsided foul calls between the two teams, what's the best strategy to address that? Is it better to ask them, did you know it's five fouls to no fouls or to be more direct with them? You know, it's Dennis, that's a great question. I know, I know him. So I know he's not trying to set me up, but um, I actually said exactly that. I just said, I'm, I'm just alerting you to some discrepancy in, in, in this, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's another factor in the game and you hope it's not right. You hope that the game is played where the, the those in stripes are not, uh, are not impacting the game. They're just calling the game. Um, but it doesn't always work out like that. There's human error and that's part of it. Um, so it just adds to the adversity. And, you know, as I always say, I, um, I'll take, I'll deal with the offici- officiating. I want my, ki- my kids to show, uh, to lead with class, um, and to control what they can control. Um, and I try to, to, to lead by example in that way as well. Here's a historical nugget for you. You know I love those. Saturday was the 130th anniversary of Dr. James Naismith publishing the first rules of basketball. If you could change one current rule of the game, what would it be? Flopping. You know, I find that it's really hard um, and they actually have done it on the men's side where you get, you can get warned and you can actually get a technical for that. And what I mean by flopping is, is let's say you're both going for a loose ball or if you know, you're, you're dribbling and, and the other player kind of like exaggerates a movement. Um, oftentimes some, some of those in stripes are pretty quick to call the whistle and that's not fair. You know, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to who are the, who are just trying to uphold the integrity of the game. Um, and so I think flopping is a real problem. We're the only, uh, the only version of basketball men or women pro or not, that, that doesn't have a penalty for it. So I, I think that one is, is the most impactful. 
Shifting gears a little bit here, in our next segment, our player guest this week is Ariel Young. She's unfortunately out for the season with a torn ACL, but she's working through the rehab process. But coach, how critical is Ariel's voice and leadership from afar, even when she's out for the season? You know, Ariel has a um, a commitment to this program and a commitment to her journey that that speaks for itself. Um, and so she's not the most vocal, um, but she's a kid that you that sets the right set the sets the right standard and follows it. Um, and so you look to her a lot, right? And and therefore, kids like that when they do use their voice, people listen. Um, but you know, when we're practicing, she is doing her rehab right where we can all see it, um, and just goes about it in a consistent in a consistent way. Sort of like how she played, to be honest. How she plays is she's just a selfless player that will do whatever's needed of her, um, and just loves the game. And so what she's, she's given us all that energy to get back to us. What's the relationship between the strength and conditioning staff, team training staff, and team physician in working together to guide and plan the rehab of injured players and trying to keep the healthy players healthy? You know, I say this sort of in jest, but actually in truth, um, you know, the, that, that team that you just named is actually have a more important job than I do. Because if I could have the best players in the country and if they're not healthy, they can't play, we're not going to be very good, right? Um, and so we call them our sport performance team. We have our own chat thread. They're, we're on it every day um, where Caleb, our strength coach, works very directly um, with our athletic trainer, Jody, and obviously in consult with our team doctor, um, Dr. Berkowitz. I talk to all these people every day. They talk to each other multiple times a day. You know, so when we're talking about Kayla, for example, she is no longer on team Jody. She's now with team Caleb, right? And But really, they um, they oscillate between the different um the different parts of their expertise so that our players are getting the very best uh, training and treatment um, literally every day. So, you know, our sport performance team is, is critical to, to, to what we do. And, and I, um, I value them more than my words will even share. I've seen on social media that you've made a point of spending time specifically with those players who are red shirting this year. Why is that important? And what do you talk about in some of those conversations? You know, it's just when you're when you're inside the lines coaching a team, you get a chance to have a lot of special moments and share in the journey in a really awesome way. Right. And then when they're not inside the lines with you, you just have less opportunities for that. Right. And so I don't get to talk about next play with Kayla or, you know, hey, try, you know, try this or a great finish, you know, Tiani or 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 a Y pick it, pick it up here. Or a great hit on that three. You know, the things that you get to have those moments. Um, and so it's just a chance to spend that time um, where you know, they're just kids. You just honestly, they become, they're like my family, right? They become a huge part of my life. And, and I just, you, you miss them. You miss that. You don't get to be inside the line. So um, it's just, it's just time spent and whatever, talking about everything from Netflix to, to their journey, really not talking much about the team or about their rehab, but just the stuff that we get to talk about inside the lines. Well, we'll hear more from Ariel Young and get to know her a little better in our next segment. But first we'll tell you the Top Golf Live is coming to Keenan Stadium this spring, March 3rd through the 6th. Carolina fans will enjoy the full Top Golf Live experience from the Blue Zone in Keenan, hitting golf balls into on-field targets in an interactive in-stadium game that's designed for all skill levels. If you're ready to tee it up in Keenan Stadium, get your tickets now, topgolflive.com. That's Top Golf Live in Keenan Stadium this March 3rd through the 6th. Ariel Young, when we come back to holding court from Learfield. Another reminder that the Carolina Club is your social membership club in Chapel Hill and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and Friends of Carolina. The club offers exceptional dining. It's got an unbeatable location for UNC sporting events, a full calendar of social business, family and community affairs, and access to the club network of over 200 private clubs. The best part, as always, you don't even have to be a UNC alum. Everyone is welcome at the Carolina Club. Please visit carolina-club.com to learn more about your club at Carolina. 
Welcome back to Holding Court. Time for this week's special guest. You know her as number 11 on the Carolina women's basketball roster, a redshirt junior guard from Tallahassee, Florida. Unfortunately, out this season rehabbing a torn ACL. It's Ariel Young. Ariel, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Matt. So obviously, as we said, bit of a tough go for you. Unable to play this season, having to rehab that injury. How's rehab going? Oh, it's going well, you know, taking it day by day. You know, that's all you can do with an injury like this. And um, I'm just happy to be in the environment I'm in. You know, um, it makes me happy to come to rehab. It's happy to see the team. Um, you know, just take it day by day, Matt. Mm-hmm. What does a typical day look like in this situation when you're rehabbing? Um, it's a lot of repetitive things. So just um, wake up, do rehab, just strengthening your leg, um, just making sure that, you know, your quads activated. Um, other than rehab, do weight training, um, trying to get my arms right, you know, lower body's still getting there. <laughs> but um, other than that, it's just a regular day, going to class, going to film, you know, practice, you know, it's just rehab's the main thing. Seems like you've got a really positive outlook on this whole situation. What's enabled you to be so positive and mentally engaged with the team? You know, it's it's harder than you think being positive, but like being around my teammates have really helped. Having Tiani with me has really helped. Um, they've always, you know, celebrated my little milestones, you know, being able to walk without the brace, you know, running in the underwater treadmill, things like that. So having people to celebrate with you makes it easy to be positive in this situation. So we saw you play in every game last season for Carolina. It became very evident very quickly that you are committed to playing great defense. Where did that commitment to the defensive end of the floor come from? Uh, Being a coach's kid, I've always been taught that defense wins games. (laughs) So I really prided myself on the defensive end. Defense is fun, you know, being able to get into your opponent, you know, get into their heads you know, getting a steal and, you know, defense really hypes your team up. So, yeah, that's what I love about defense and overall defense with games. So. Yeah. You said being a coach's kid, you come from quite the basketball family. Dad's name is all over the program record books at Georgia Southern. He's an ACC champion assistant coach at Florida state. And Oh, by the way, mom was a two-time all American at Auburn and a 1992 Olympian. How did their influence in the sport of basketball shape you? Wow. Um, just being around them and knowing people that seen them play, um, it was just inspiring to to be around that type of environment. And being in that type of environment really inspired me to to be great, not only outside of basketball, but inside, you know, the lines. Um, they never forced me to play basketball. It just kind of came naturally to me. And me wanting to, you know, be just like them, it's just, it's just how I, just how I got to be in basketball in general. Mm-hmm. You came to Carolina in the middle of the 2019, 2020 season as a transfer. When you entered the portal, why pick Carolina? Uh, Coach Banghart. <laughs> Coach Banghart, the University of North Carolina itself is a great institution, the basketball and education wise, you know, why not Carolina? You know, the staff took me in. Um, it really it really felt like family as soon as I got here. And Coach Banghart and the staff has really um, 
inspired me not only to be a great person and developed, um, but basketball wise, you know, they've always been positive influences to me and I've, I'm really grateful for them. Outside the lines, what are you studying? What are your future goals? Um, right now I'm in sports administration. Um, I'm hoping to graduate in the summer. I'm um, planning to get my master's degree. Um, I've applied to a couple different master's degrees already, but um, hopefully I, I still want to be in college athletics. You know, I have, I've been around college athletics, my dad being the coach for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, I've always felt comfortable being around this environment. I don't know if it's going to be a coach or <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, it could be in the cards. I don't know, but I've always wanted to be around athletes. You know, I want athletes to have such a positive experience like I've had and I'm, I'm grateful. So I want to, you know, bring that experience on to future college athletes. Yeah, I was going to say the inter-squad scrimmage back at the late night event in October, you were the coach for one of the teams and just the mannerisms walking up and down the sideline. I said from across the court, I said, she's ready to go. She's got a future in this. <laughs> I made it for my dad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's scary how much I look like my dad. Looking back at the film, I'm just like, oh, wow, I get, I get it on this man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ariel, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. Best of luck with the continued rehab. We cannot wait to see you back out there on the floor for the Tar Heels come next fall. Thank you so much, Matt. Ariel Young with us here on Holding Court. The presenting sponsor of Holding Court with Courtney Banghart is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, we resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to empower future leaders. One last time out, then we'll come on back and be rejoined by the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart. It's Holding Court from Learfield. One final reminder for today that the Carolina Club is your social membership club in Chapel Hill and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The club offers exceptional dining. It's got an unbeatable location for UNC sporting events, a full calendar of social, business, family, and community affairs, and access to the club network of over 200 private clubs. You don't even have to be a UNC alum. Everyone is welcome at the Carolina Club. Please visit carolina-club.com to learn more about your club at Carolina. 20th ranked Tar Heels are back at home on Thursday night. Carmichael Arena is the place to be for a six o'clock tip off against the Virginia Cavaliers. So, coach, what can you tell us about Tina Thompson's Cavaliers team that comes in on Thursday? Well, they actually they have two Ivy League grad transfers, and obviously we have one of our own in Carly. So I have a personal affiliation to a few of the team kids on their roster. Um, and then two of their other transfers played at Marquette, which coach Toro Coleman was at. So we've got some familiarity of in our previous stops, um, you know, but one of the things I know for sure is Tina's one of the very best players of all time in our game. Um, and so her teams, they, they play hard. Um, she brings a lot of great energy um, and it's an ACC game. And as you know, ACC games are hard to win. So uh, we'll be locked and loaded and ready to, ready to get, get after it. But the benefit is playing at home. I know you're going to want to see a great crowd. Students are back in Chapel Hill. Should be a fun environment Thursday, right? Absolutely. They have the growth of our fan base. And since I've been here, I've, I've been really uh, pleased with. And, you know, I, I know that even when we're when we're away, my own children are sad, not because they care so much about what's happening inside the lines, but the environment and the other so many other people are here. So, yeah, the more the merrier, I, I, I can guarantee it's a it's something that people would come back to. And obviously we know you take things game by game, but the next home game after Virginia, January 30th against NC State, we still don't have a definitive tip time for that, but we can tell you it'll be somewhere in the mid to late afternoon range. I don't think it's possible to understate how important it is for Carolina fans to fill up Carmichael on that day, right coach? 
Yeah, it's just the beauty of college athletics, right? You have two top 25 teams going at it on a college campus and, um, you know, the tickets are really affordable and, and, and that's the beauty of college athletics at this, at this level, you know, it's at the highest level. So, you know, to have an opportunity to, to be at an event like that, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because you get the excitement of doing it, but you get to really support a team that I think is deserving and would really appreciate the support. So come on out and, uh, you know, it's going to be an electric environment um, for two heated rivalry, two, uh, you know, two teams that are in heated, heated rivalry. It's, you know, I'm smiling just thinking about it. So it's Carolina and Virginia this Thursday, six o'clock. Come on out for that one. You'll have a great time. And then when you do, you'll come on back on January 30th for NC State. Coach, thanks as always for the time. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you prior to that game on Thursday against the Cavaliers. That sounds great. Thanks for all that you do, Matt. And go Heels. It is Carolina and Virginia, the number 20 Tar Heels, home to the Cavaliers Thursday at 6. Our broadcast coverage begins at 5.30 with the Regionals pregame show. And then Sunday basketball brunch in Atlanta, number 20 Carolina and number 18 Georgia Tech at high noon. We'll be on the air at 11.30 with the Regionals pregame for that one. For the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart and Ariel Young, my name is Matt Krause saying thanks so much for listening. This has been Holding Court. You heard it from start to finish on the Tar Heels Sports Network from Learfield. Holding Court with Courtney Banghart has been presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics. Also brought to you in part by the Carolina Club, your social and business club in Chapel Hill, and your connection to fellow Tar Heels and friends of Carolina. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Tar Heel Sports Network.